Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell Show On Demand, also on the iHeart app. And uh, so the shocking news and confusing news that has been swirling around for about 24 hours now, Donald Trump uh, kicked off the ballot uh, for 2024 in the state of Colorado. They say he can't run for president. And uh, we're all getting a crash course in learning what the insurrection clause is about under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And we thought we'd go to Josh Blackman, who probably knows as much about this as anybody. He's a professor of law and the Centennial Chair of Constitutional Law at South Texas College of Law in Houston. He's written a number of books, including an introduction to constitutional law. He co-wrote with Randy Barnett. Uh, He also... uh, some of his writings made uh, its way into uh, the uh, dissent of at least one of the judges on the Colorado Supreme Court. So let's get uh, let's get Josh Blackman on here. Josh, how are you? How are you? Good to talk to you. Well, you are going to be the teacher, and we're all going to be your students because <laughs> uh, this this I think to a lot of people seems baffling, regardless of your feelings about Donald Trump. Um, uh, he, they they want to block him from being on the ballot because he took part in an insurrection, in their opinion. But he's never been charged, tried, or convicted of a charge in any court. In fact, he was acquitted of those charges in the Senate impeachment hearings. So what gives? Right. So Section 3 of the 14th Amendment was ratified in the wake of the Civil War. And what it says is certain people who took an oath to the Constitution and then engage in insurrection 
are then disqualified from holding other positions. Uh, this position was used after the Civil War to take some people out of office, and then it kind of died out and has been discussed in more than 150 years in the courts. And now in the wake of January 6th, there have been some concerted efforts to first impeach and remove Trump from office. Those didn't succeed. And now lawsuits are filed trying to remove Trump from the ballot in many states. So far, the other courts that have ruled on this issue said that Trump can't be knocked off for one reason or another. But the Colorado court went for the full Monty, the whole nine yards. They found that Trump must be disqualified. They put the ruling on hold to allow an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. And now it falls in the lap of John Roberts and his friends to decide what to do about Donald Trump on the, on the, in the White House. Um, d- does he need to be uh, charged and tried and convicted in, of insurrection to be barred from office over that kind of accusation? It seems basic due process that you have to prove your case in court and then move to bar him from running. Right. And that was a point raised by one of the opinions. Uh, Trump has not been indicted for insurrection. In fact, no one has been indicted for insurrection, not the Proud Boys, not the Oath Keepers, no one. And I think that's significant. Insurrection is a criminal offense and no one's been charged with it. Instead, using the sort of the civil election election law dispute, you know, to, to, to decide whether the president is engaged in this high act of, uh, of you know, of insurrection. So um, the short answer is, I think there's a serious lack of due process, but even more so, it's not for the state courts to decide how to enforce the insurrection clause. It's for Congress. And we know this because there's a decision by Chief Justice Chase, the Chief Justice of the United States, in 1869. And Chase told us that it's up to Congress and not the state to decide how to enforce Section 3. There is no federal legislation on the books to disqualify someone. It's not been used against Trump. So we think this entire suit is flawed from start to finish. Does it seem like a, a, a political move? Because that's what most people that I've talked to today seem to think, that this is, an, this is starting to push people into uh, deep state conspiracy theories. Well, look, I mean, the irony is Donald Trump's entire, you know, stop the steal thing was saying that the people's vote was being taken away from them. That's what's happening here, right? You're going to have judges decide that the people cannot vote for the candidate of their choice because these judges decided that Trump engaged in insurrection. It's a very anti-democratic decision. Is there a legal de- definition of insurrection? Because that word was thrown around a lot since January 6th. You look on television and you have all these people storming inside the Capitol, rioting, carrying on the way we saw. But it, it, the, is the legal definition something different than what people, when people use that term commonly? So here's what I say. Um, throughout world history, there are often been disputes about whether there's an insurrection. Right. There's been the English Civil War, the Whisker Rebellion and so forth. And after the fact, you decide, was this people rising up against their own government or is this actually something that perhaps was used to improve their own government? There's no, I think, a useful definition of insurrection because the federal government hasn't really prosecuted in some time. And outside the context of the Civil War, we don't have a lot of guidance on what that term might mean. What I would say is that whatever insurrection means, you have to engage in it. And I don't think Trump engaged in whatever happened on January 6th. He never went to the Capitol. He never you know, barricaded a building. He never stormed through the glass. He gave a speech. And we say generally speech is protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution. And we don't think he 
uh, engage in any sort of unprotected speech on that day. So no matter how you slice it, even if there was an insurrection, Trump didn't engage in it. Yeah, because I, I don't think Trump was charged with incitement to riot, was he? No, what he was charged with is obstruction of official proceedings. Basically that he, he tried to stop the count of the Capitol. That's a far cry from that he engaged in insurrection against the government. Because, in my, you know, in my layman's uh, head, insurrection, to me, implies some sort of organization, some sort of plan uh, to mm-hmm. storm and overtake the government. And Trump gave a fiery speech. He can't really control how people react to it. He may hope they react a certain way, but he can't control it. And him, as you said, standing outside uh, while other people stormed in, uh, just I, I, it seems to fall far short of what I would think an actual insurrection is. Right. This is not even close to, I think, Trump engaging in insurrection that disqualifies him. Not even close. So what's, what do you think is likely to happen with uh, the U.S. Supreme Court? I think the U.S. Supreme Court will reverse. There are a couple possible grounds they can reverse, uh, but I don't think the decision can stand. The idea that a state court can take Trump off the ballot Really, if the Supreme Court affirms, he's off the ballot in all 50 states. So this, I think, is probably not likely to stand. Yeah, I'd heard today there was 25 states looking into this. Some of them already lost in their state courts. But this has become quite widespread, this this plan to, to remove him. Exactly. And I think that um, the people bringing these lawsuits are not sort of, you know, neutral nonpartisans. These are these are Democrats and they oppose President Trump and they're seeking to use the courts to remove the guy from the ballot. Um, so I, I think at almost every level, um, this sort of case is problematic. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking time to come on with us and explaining this, what's going on. Josh Blackman, he's the professor of law and centennial chair of constitutional law and uh, at the South Texas College of Law in Houston. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again someday if this progresses. Thanks for coming on. You know it. Talk soon. All right. There you go. Josh Blackman. Uh, We'll we'll talk uh, in further detail about this because this is, uh, you you can only assume this is part of some kind of master plan. I'm starting to get pushed into fringe theory after witnessing this. Um, More coming up. Uh, It's the John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, uh, John Cobalt on demand, the podcast, so you can listen to what you missed. <clears throat> we just had on uh, a professor from, uh, his name's uh, Josh Blackman from South Texas College, professor of law, and he's a constitutional uh, expert. And some of his writings made it into the dissents in Colorado yesterday. It was the Colorado Supreme Court voting 4-3 to three to knock Trump off the ballot for the primary. And the general election. Now, the primary doesn't matter that much because the Colorado Republican Party could simply have a convention and assign uh, their delegates to Trump. But the general election, yeah, that does matter. Uh, and just knocking him off the ballot in any case is an absurdity because they they say he's an insurrectionist. And under their interpretation of Section 3... Of the 14th Amendment, uh, an insurrectionist is not eligible uh, to uh, hold any office where you take an oath. And uh, putting, it, putting aside whether that was an insurrection, uh, 
on January 6th, whatever the definition is, and whether Trump instigated it or not, he was never charged with insurrection, let alone tried or convicted or jailed. It simply, as a legal matter, doesn't exist. So how could, and I know how they could do it. They do it because Supreme Court of Colorado is seven Democrats. They're appointed, and then they run for re-election after that. So there's no diversity of thought, no diversity of political beliefs, no diversity of, there's, there's, there's sexual diversity, ethnic diversity on the court, but there's no diversity of thought, which is what you want on a court. Not diversity of skin color, diversity of uh, sexual desires. When, when did sexual diversity of sexual desires be a requirement to debate a legal issue? I mean, I just so anyway, they voted four three. Trump's off the ballot. It'll go to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it's got to be settled by January fifth because of a Colorado deadline to put their ballot together. So this is going to be taken care of quickly. But there's 25 other states who have considered or are considering doing the same thing. This is one of these um, one of these trendy intellectual judicial debates that is sweeping the nation among the woke and the progressives and the anti-Trump crowd. And again, you 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 could you could hate Trump. He could be everything you say he is. However. At the moment, he's not convicted of anything. And in fact, the Constitution says the only requirements to be president are you're at least 35 years old and you are a, uh, a native citizen. You were born here. That's it. Doesn't say anything whether you're convicted or not, felon or not, whether you're in prison or not. Those are the two requirements. You got to be a, a, uh, a citizen born in this country. And you got to be 35 plus years old. Why is this so complicated? It doesn't say that if you were adjacent to a crime, that you were standing in an area where a crime was committed, you can't be president. That just, that doesn't exist. But now we have, and you got to keep track of this lady. Her name's Eleni Kunalakis. Does that vaguely ring a distant bell? He's, she is the lieutenant governor. This is the do-nothing job that Gavin Newsom held for eight years. There's literally nothing to do. It's, it's, it's an emptier job than even the vice president of the United States. She has less to do than Kamala Harris. But of course, like Newsom, she wants to be governor. And she figures uh, if you get your name on a ballot often enough, your name becomes familiar and people automatically vote for you. Gray Davis did that, too. Gray Davis was the uh, lieutenant governor to Jerry Brown. And then he ran and became the real governor. Well, since this decision in Colorado, she wrote a letter to the uh, Secretary of State, Shirley Weber, another Democrat, because the Secretary of State is in charge of elections. And she wrote, I have the letter in front of me, Dear Secretary Weber, based on the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, I urge you to explore every legal option to remove Donald Trump from California's presidential primary ballot. I'm prompted by the ruling that he should be removed due to his role in, of inciting an insurrection. Actually, there's never been a charge of inciting insurrection. It's not even part of all 
the court cases that Trump's involved in. It doesn't exist as a charge. This decision is, is about honoring the rule of law in our country and protecting the fundamental pillars of our democracy. Well, if you're honoring the rule of law, then you have to have a conviction for insurrection. Specifically, Trump's insurrection disqualifies him under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Again, that's, that's never been legally claimed. Um, because the candidate is ineligible, the court ruled it would be a wrongful act for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on that state's primary ballot. Now, get this one. You can tell this Elena Kulanakis is a genius. California must stand on the right side of history. God, I hate that phrase. California is obligated to determine if Trump is ineligible for the California ballot for the very same reasons. The Colorado decision can be the basis for a similar decision here in our state. The Constitution is clear. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. No, you must be 35 years old. Duh. She couldn't even get that right. There's two qualifications that I mentioned. Only two. 35 or older, and you are a natural-born citizen. That's it. She says you have to be 40 and not be an insurrectionist. Well, he's not an insurrectionist. There's been no, no legal case. I, I'm, just, I'm just flabbergasted by this stuff. Let me see what else she writes here. Let me get to page two. Uh, let me see. No, that's just a gobbledygook at the end. Everybody's out of their minds. You know how many people voted for Trump in California? Six million. Eleven million voted for Biden. So it's slightly more than a third. But six million Trump votes is the largest block of votes of any state in the union. So now, assuming these six million people are going to vote for him again, and it seems very likely, they're not, they're not allowed to? Talk about disenfranchising. Six million Californian residents can't vote for their choice for president. This And this lady wants to be governor, Elena Kulanakis? If those six million people want, and in Colorado, you can't even write in Trump's name. You can't work around it. This is, this is nuts. Completely nuts. Let people vote for whoever they want. Don't make up fake, phony, uh, uh, fake phone. It's, it's a fake charge. There is no charge of insurrection against him. It just doesn't exist. Show me where it exists. This is crazy. All right, can we block Biden from being, uh, being on the ballot because he has dementia? Well, he hasn't been diagnosed officially with dementia. It's like, who cares? Seems like he's uh, has dementia. Trump seems like he's an insurrectionist. So... Let's knock them both off the ballot just because that's the way we feel. This kind of stuff is going to get Trump elected. I mean, just let people have their, uh, what did Kamala Harris say, the freedom to be? This just, this, yeah, I am starting to think this is all coordinated. Because as, uh, as uh, Josh Blackman said, these are all Democratic groups that have filed these lawsuits in various states. So you wonder where the commands to do this, because a normal person wouldn't think of this by themselves, right? So this must be a coordinated effort. Just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks.
right, uh, more coming up. Oh, uh, Blake Trolley from KFI News is coming up with us because um, the L.A. police have uh, a crusade going against organized retail theft, the smash-and-grab robberies, all the thefts and the burglaries. Uh, they do have... Uh, a machine that they have built to try to stop this sort of thing. And Blake is going to explain what's going on next. John Cobelt show. KFI AM 640. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or Advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. And again, on the radio, 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock, John Kobelt on demand. The podcast you can hear what you missed. Uh, we're going to talk with Blake Trolley here from KFI News. Uh, with all the flash mob robberies, LAPD has uh, put together uh, quite an operation to try to slow them down. It's it's tough though. There's there's a lot of these guys, and uh, there's been another surge since Thanksgiving. Uh, one uh, news report says officers have been shocked by 
by the resilience of these uh, thieves. Uh, they've arrested a lot of people. Uh, Blake's on the scene. What's, uh, what, what's this about? Yeah, well, we've heard about the issue from the LAPD right now, John. We're actually in, uh, focusing today with KFI News on the CHP's efforts. The CHP investigators telling KFI News this morning that yesterday they busted a makeshift store selling stolen products. This time it was makeup and cosmetics. Between the storefront that they busted in Whittier and a warehouse in Paramount to keep the goods, about $1 million in product was recovered. A woman was arrested in this bust, according to CHP officer Luis Quintero. She's facing several serious charges. She was charged with uh, receiving stolen property, grand theft, and then just uh, being part of uh, the organized retail crime. Now, we heard about the high numbers of arrests that were made from the LAPD Organized Retail Crime Task Force. What's interesting about retail crime now, and John, uh, John with uh, California, every agency has an organized retail crime task force. In fact, as a reporter, it was really confusing in the beginning to cover these because, as you remember, they kind of formed that mass team that was a bunch of different agencies. But then each of these agencies has their own individual team. So today or yesterday, Governor Newsom released the numbers from CHP's Retail Crime Task Force showing a rise in bus. Newsom says the task force has increased its operations more than 300%, making more than 1,000 arrests. This is a 109% year-over-year increase, recovering 187,515 items from retailers. That's nearly 40,000 more items uh, from last year. Newsom says California is meeting the moment by leading ah! more takedowns. He didn't say that, did he? It's in the press release, John, and making more arrests than ever before. Uh, you got to let me get the quote out at all least. All right, go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, sorry. no, that's it. But, you, you know, the real question, John, is prosecution. I don't think the public is well, accepting arrest numbers that, anymore. That's what, I, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, when you say meet the moment, that triggers me, okay? Uh, all right, let me ask you about arrests. CHP, obviously a state police agency, when they do the arrest, does it still go to the local county prosecutor like George Gascon? Yeah, I believe it does. I've asked about that in the past, and I've been told it does go to local uh, prosecutors. But one thing I can tell you, John, is that law enforcement officials, uh, I spoke to one high-ranking law enforcement official recently about this, and he was telling me he's got a lot of concerns with this. He says CHP should be out on the highway. That is really supposed to be their main focus. That is really you know, the point of having state troopers, a big, uh, a main, yeah, they have side task force. They are still state police, but the highways are supposed to be a main part of their focus and this organized retail crime this statewide effort that they're now taking part in is diverting resources off the road well, i gotta tell so, you i drove from the uh, california nevada border on i-15 all the way to the 210 the 134 the 101 the 405 just on monday night that whole stretch there hundreds of miles i didn't see one chp officer you're not seeing him. That same law enforcement official I told you about said, look, I'm, he's like, I'm seeing it too. Everybody's seeing it. People are not driving carefully on the road. They're driving insane on the freeways. You see a lot of speeding now, swerving, racing, because a lot of people are starting to catch on to the fact, just like you alluded to, or at least they're not seeing those CHP officers. So they're starting to realize they can get away with more reckless driving. And that I, is something I, that's I didn't uh, pass one. Nobody passed me. I didn't see anybody pulled over. N nothing. And everybody... I had to go uh, like 90 miles an hour just to keep up. If you didn't go 90, you were run off the road, at least on yeah. Monday night. <laughs> you know, down in Orange County, I've always said, why don't you just set the speed limit to 80? Because it seems illegal <laughs> to go 65. They do when that I go in 65 Utah. Or 70. Yeah, in Utah, the speed limit is 80. 
Yeah, that's it, right. When you get up like up the 15, right? You get yes. north of uh, like Cedar City there, and it, it turns into uh, 80 miles an hour. All right. So um, because I would think that some of these thieves get different treatment depending on which county they're arrested in. I mean, we know Todd Spitzer is a lot harsher than, uh, than George Gascon. So that's what, that's what I was wondering. That there's no uniformity in how, in how these thieves are dealt with from absolutely. county to county. I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. There's no uniformity when it comes to DAs and how they want to handle these cases. But there is a little bit of uniformity with the fact that all of this uh, comes down to Prop 47, uh, according to a lot of officials. Just yesterday, John, there was a, a, a state assembly hearing, uh, the first of its kind. It's a bipartisan group that was put together to focus on retail crime. Prop 47, a lot of the lawmakers started taking aim at Prop 47, immediately talking about this retail crime. Uh, they heard different testimony. One of the things that they heard that I thought was interesting is that retail crime is up in more populated areas and less populated areas. It's apparently down, according to somebody that they brought in for testimony. But I do wonder, John, a little bit about what kind of appetite there really is in Sacramento to uh, to reverse or to repeal certain parts of retail crime uh, before this assembly. I shouldn't say before, but in the opening statements of this assembly committee hearing, again, first of its kind, focused on retail crime, Assemblyman Kevin McCarty, he's the new chair of the Public Safety Committee. Here's his opening uh, remarks before they uh, got underway. I do take this new position as chair of the Public Safety Committee um, seriously and partnering with this committee and, you know, realizing that the our constituents in Sacramento and California want us to take this issue seriously and not just tinker around the margins and focusing on accountability, uh, oh, real God. accountability, more accountability, Stop but it. also the flip side, don't overreact. We're not going back to the 90s and mass incarceration. Well, yeah, yeah crime was really low in the 90s, you bonehead. Wait, John, you got to hear this last part. All right, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> one more time. A trigger. Back to the 90s. And mass incarceration, 20 years plus. For stealing a piece of pizza. 20 years plus for stealing a piece of pizza. Oh, that's garbage. That was one case, and that was his third strike. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing the piece of pizza nonsense. Who's that, Kevin McCarty? Where's he from? Uh, I believe he's out of the Sacramento area, but he is the new public safety uh, committee chair. Now, is he? Oh, terrific. One last thing. Oh, this is another disaster coming for the next year. What? what, And he's so soft-spoken. One last thing I want to touch on, though, John, one last thing I do want to touch on is, is, you know, by Newsom releasing those numbers yesterday, the, you know, the increases in the arrests from the organized uh, retail crime task force from CHP, that is technically or not technically, but that is a metric that you can look at. You know, one of the things we heard about last week and I spoke about Senator, uh, I spoke with Senator Brian Jones about this this morning. You know, he was signed off on that letter to the Little Hoover Commission, which is studying possible policies on all of this. And one of the things that they touched on is that you can't rely on a lot of this study data because a lot of retailers aren't even reporting this crime at this point. But one thing I had asked him is, do you view this stat, Newsom releasing this stat about the arrests going up and recovering more items, as a viable stat that you can now use to show, look, retail crime is increasing from Prop 47. And yes, he said he does look at it that way. And he touched on some of the issues that... uh, uh, grocery stores and retailers yeah. are having with, with uh, reporting this. All right, Blake. Very good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Blake Trolley, KFI News. Arrests don't matter if they don't go to jail.
I, I, Newsom is just so, he's such a pathological, compulsive liar and deceiver. Who cares about arrests? That delays them for an hour, and then they go back and steal some more. We're not eight years old. Everybody knows that only jail time matters. There's only a fringe element that cares uh, uh, about a mass incarceration. If we have mass thieves out there, if we have a mass number of thieves, then you need mass incarceration. The only way you can stop people from stealing things, if they keep stealing, is to put them away and lock them up. It worked in the 90s. I don't care how many prisoners are in prison. I don't care how many prisons are built. I don't care how much money they spend on it. The more, the more thieves you have locked up in prison, the less stealing goes on. It, and everybody knows this, too. I don't care what color they are. I don't care about things being proportioned or disproportioned. If the guy did the crime, put him in jail, and if he keeps committing the same crime over and over, then put him in jail and keep him there. And what a wiener that guy McCarty is. Oh, we're going to have a good time with him in 2024, aren't we? Because it's an ideology with them. It's a religious belief. It's a religious belief not to uh, jail and imprison people for crime. And what a shock. You pass Prop 47, you can steal nearly $1,000, and there's, there's no consequence. And wow, theft goes way up. It's 2024, it's going to be 10 years of Prop 47. 10 years. It is such a failure. It is so stupid, but they knew it was going to be a failure. It was written by George Gascon. This is ever, ever going to come to an end. More coming up. John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. It's a weird story. It was on the front page of the El Segundo Times. You remember during the campaign, Karen Bass, it, it was discovered that she had gotten a USC scholarship. Uh, she got a free education to get a master's degree in social work. And it was with the same uh, uh, department head, the dean of, uh, of uh, the, the, the dean of social work, uh, Marilyn Flynn. It was the same woman who made that dirty deal with Mark Ridley Thomas. And Ridley Thomas was convicted and should be going to prison Marilyn Flynn was convicted, too, but she turned on Ridley Thomas, so they gave her a deal. And she's 83, so they gave her house arrest or something like that. But during that prosecution, we found out that the prosecutors wrote about the Bass Scholarship and said the Bass Scholarship is exactly the same deal that Ridley Thomas got. Because Bass did favors in Congress for USC. She got some bills passed that would benefit USC. And so the prosecutor said, yeah, same deal. Karen Bass, same corruption as Mark Ridley Thomas. But they never charged her with anything. Although, gee, if we used the Donald Trump standard, maybe we, uh, maybe, maybe we should uh, bar her from becoming mayor because she should be a convicted felon, except she's not. You see how it works? This is why you can't do this. If you if you bar Trump from the presidency because he was not charged with insurrection, 
Well, then you could bar Karen Bass from being mayor because she was not charged with corruption in that scholarship case. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is there's two de detectives in the LAPD Internal Affairs Division say they were ordered to investigate Karen Bass after she was elected. And you know who they say asked them to do this? It was the police chief, Michael Moore. Because Moore was going to be up for renewal. And Bass would be deciding whether he gets a new term or not. And I guess Moore didn't like Bass or didn't trust her. So looks like, of course, if you believe their story, he was angling maybe to have uh, something get in the way of her becoming mayor, like doing a, a separate investigation through internal affairs, which normally would not be used for something like this. Isn't that weird? Of course, now Michael Moore is denying this very strongly up and down. But where would this come from? Unless, you know, somebody is trying to uh, smear Moore. Now, Moore, of course, is a class A weenie. He was the one who took a knee with Garcetti during the George Floyd riots. So we know what side he's on. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the, the people are rioting. Where did they burn 88 uh, stores in, uh, in the Fairfax district? And then I realized, you know, it hit me in the last few weeks with all the uh, anti-Jewish hatred going on. It's like, well, of course they burned 88 stores in Fairfax District. I bet you a lot of those were Jewish-owned stores. And, of course, the government didn't do anything about it. Of course. Because there's a lot of anti-Jewish hatred among the left-wing Democrats in government. So they didn't think it was a big deal if those shops burned. It's all making sense now. In any event, uh, the investigation didn't go anywhere. But the detectives filed complaints with the Office of the Inspector General. And their allegation is Moore wanted an investigation into the scholarship that Bass received, which the Ridley Thomas prosecutor said was uh, falling into the same uh, corruption abyss as the Ridley Thomas case. The Times uh, called the Office of Inspector General to see if it did receive complaints. And uh, office said, uh, yes, we received communications. And... Uh, but it doesn't. I just not clear that anything came of this. And then, and then more, more is claiming <laughs> that this never happened. Well, well, something happened. These stories don't come out of nowhere. But it's it is it is fascinating how she skated on this story, and Ridley Thomas didn't. And you wonder. I, I guess I guess maybe prosecutors were fed up with Ridley Thomas. I mean, he had he had sketchy stories. For decades going back, and maybe they decided now let's nail him. Bass never had that kind of background. This was the only uh, the the this story about her scholarship was um, the only foul whiff uh, that I can remember involving her. But Ridley Thomas was always stinking up the place with all. Remember, I mean, what was that story? Spent seven hundred thousand dollars in tax money to renovate his office. Remember that that debacle. Skated on that. When we come back, we are going to talk with Alex Stone. The U.S. Border Patrol apprehended over 10,000 migrants on Tuesday. Monday was 11,000. I saw one story, I got to find it, which said they had 14,000 14, encounters yesterday at the border. It is overwhelming, and I've heard reports like Bill Malugin with Fox, 
He's standing there. I, I, you may have seen the pictures today in the paper. Thousands, thousands of people gathered at the border, coming over the border. And there's not a Border Patrol agent in sight. There's not one federal employee anywhere near. It's just a complete abdication of the border. And the Democrats in Congress are getting a lot of heat because it turns out 80% of the country thinks that uh, the border's out of control. And I think it's going to be one of the rare times where people vote on it. Uh, and it's going to, the vote's going to go against Biden. Unless they keep Trump off the ballot for not committing a crime. Uh, Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.